10-7 FIU over Sam Houston. All right, there you go. Here they come, creeping along. Knicks now down one to the Wizards. And Priest, I told you guys, here come the Wizards. Watch out. Wizzies. Cover machines this year. Most important, though, of course, we got the uh, game three of the ALCS going on. That's scoreless right now on the top of the second. So no, uh, no first inning home run for Max Scherzer. So that's a good start. Yeah, good start for Scherz. I wish he would have gave him given one up at least. And what are we doing, Sam Houston State, running a <laughs> bubble screen? Oh, man. Like, we needed like 10 yards to get into field goal range. Anyway, I we think move they're going to go for it. Go for it here. Four down territory. Mm -hmm. Oh, yikes. Guys, Five I, this is the last. Go. I'm only going to throw this out there real quick. Do it. Because the game is on. Jordan Poole is three of six already. Oh, yeah. We're in 6-12 to go in the second quarter. 6 of 7 from the free throw line and 13 points. I'm going to be betting a lot of Jordan Poole. I would Same. take the over on threes. I would take the over on points with him throughout Turnovers. the season. Turnovers, without a doubt. He's going to be getting a ton of minutes. And that, like, this is where you can sneak in that props market. You find yeah. teams where they're – you're not touching sides. Well, maybe, again, if you want them – if you think they're going to cover, then they're, they're – but, like, yeah, you just got – it's just I don't. The market's not going to be able to catch up. You don't know what Jordan Poole's going to do at the beginning of the year. If he goes off for like thirty-five though, in like the opening game, then you're going to see that number a little bit higher. But you really got to hope Jordan Poole, like game one, goes like three of ten and has eighteen points. Yeah, that number is going to be lower than start taking the over the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, just a bunch of dudes that want to chuck threes, get their uh, fill up the box score, pad their stats. And then hit up the club after the game. That's I think that's I, a good idea. Got to hit the club. That's what I love. A lot of the clubs in D.C. That's what I love, baby. Yeah, that's what hit, I love. Hitting the club. You lo love in the club. Oh, yeah. In the club. Love in the club, just like <laughs> Usher, you know? <laughs> All right, we at least have some early props starting to trickle out, including, obviously, Thursday night football tomorrow. Let's yeah. take a look at where the market is here. We talked to our buddy uh, Dan Karpik earlier, who's a prop machine. I just want to make sure he gets full credit for it. And I was right. I promised. I was like, I, I don't like looking at what he's on before he comes on because I want to see if we compare notes and it's the same thing. Because, again, I just really trust him as somebody in the NFL props market. I'm so glad that he's in on Alvin Kamara just like me. Uh, Kamara has a chance to have a – he has been – I mean, the usage rate for him since he came back from that suspension has been absolutely just – I mean, it's through the roof for a Saints offense that, like, quite honestly needs it. The Saints offense needs as much of a boost as they can possibly have. Yeah, I dude. went over just individually on his receiving yards at 27.5, over on the rushing plus receiving yards, even receptions. They're only 3.5 there. I mean, he's just getting a lot of targets. He's getting a lot of opportunities. I mean, I went back, and you just look at his three games. Think about this. His three games with the Saints, first week was only 11 carries, still 51 yards. Then the next week against New England, 22 carries for 80 yards, and then 19 carries for 68 yards, and that doesn't even include 33 rushing yards on 14 targets. I'm not even worried about the receptions first. Just look at the targets. There was only three catches on three targets against New England, but again, he had 80 yards rushing, and then the week after that, seven receptions on eight targets, 36 yards against Houston. So Kamara is getting a lot of opportunities. It's why I love taking those running backs that are great pass catchers, though, and taking rushing plus receiving, because you may not know, like Isaiah Pacheco, week by week, what you're going to get, but if you cover your bases with both, you get that nice parachute where if one kind of gives you a little more, then the other side of the receiving yards are down, you still have enough to go over the number. Yeah, and that's why I like the rushing and receiving, or I like the receptions always with Kamara, because it's just such a high volume. Like you said, you know, I mean, it could be like 13 receptions like we saw in his first game back for like 22 yards. But I, the only thing that scares me a little bit is the matchup against Jacksonville. They are six in DVOA against the run. That's why I like the combination, like you yeah, said. Yeah, You know, and he's only averaged 3.8 yards per carry. But 
uh, again, you know, there's a little bit of rust. He hadn't played football. He had to start the season suspended. And uh, now he's kind of getting his legs back under him. So he should start taking off. And they need something to get going in that offense. That offense, I didn't really like the Saints coming into the season just because of that, man. Like, I don't like Derek Carr as much as most. I think he's a serviceable quarterback. He's good. He's just not great. And sometimes I think we overrate him a little bit. I got one. Um, shop around for best price. BetMGM has receiving yards 61 and a half for Chris Olave. Minus 120 is the price. Obviously, we want him out there fully healthy. I need him for my fantasy team. I got offered a couple trades actually like 20 minutes ago for Chris Olave. I'm going to hold on to him because he is still, even with Michael Thomas, you know, having a couple solid weeks, leading all pass catchers. He's got the most targets. He's got the most receptions on the team. Granted, it's only 32. He's got over 400 receiving yards. He's went over this number, 61 yards in four of the six games. And the games that he didn't, you know, um, one of them was Derek Carr gets hurt against Green Bay, injures his shoulder, mm-hmm. and they have a three-score lead. Jameis comes in. They're playing with a 17-point lead. They run the ball a lot. And he didn't go up, uh, over in that game as Sam Houston. Just going to take the field goal to tie the game up. We'll take that, Peach. But uh, I like Chris Olave tomorrow night quite a bit. And I also like the receptions, but those are four and a half right now over at BetMGM, and it's juiced minus 140. So I'm good on all that. I'd rather play an alt line, mm-hmm. like over five and a half, even money. Because I yeah. think he's going to clear six at least. I can give you something that will make you feel a little bit more comfortable about uh, Alvin Kamara, too, if you're worried about the Jags defense doing anything. Yeah. So re- as a receiver, that's the key there because the Jags defense has given up 243 receiving yards, 39 receptions on 46 targets to opposing running backs yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. So the, right there, that's, that is – it's actually those three all – the worst or the best, depending on how you want to look at it, in the NFL. So it's a great opportunity there. If you got him in fantasy, clearly that's going to be somebody that you're going to be starting, not that you wouldn't anyway. So even if that defense, which can be, you know, has I, I really the Jags defense has been a surprise, right? Yeah. Like I think we can agree that they've been much stronger than we thought. In fact, they've been better and more consistent for the most part than the offense has been for the Jaguars right now. But that's a big hole, and that's the per, Alvin Kamara is the perfect back to be able to exploit that hole. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I was even looking at his rushing attempts, 14 and a half. It's minus 120. I don't really like that because I could see him finishing with like 12 to 14. 11, in that 22, game. and 19 yeah. is what we've had for three weeks. So. Yeah, and you just never know. And what if mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is out there, he's healthy, and they're trailing, and they're chasing points in that game. I kind of like ETN's rushing attempts, even though it looks high, 16 and a half, and it's even money to the over. I mean, he's been uh, dynamic this season. He's been a big part of that offense, obviously. I also kind of like his rushing and receiving yards, but it's 88 and a half. Minus 115 to the over. I'm going to hold off, but I am going to play the uh, Chris Olave over 60 and a half, over 61 and a half receiving yards, shop around for best price. And I kind of like him over five and a half receptions, even money. Three other guys I'm going to target. Their props aren't up yet. Tell me what you think. All right. Devontae Adams really hasn't done a whole lot the last couple weeks against Green Bay. Didn't get the targets. It was the Jacoby Myers game. Now he's going against the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears without their best cover corner, without their two top slot corners, I don't know if Eddie Jackson's going to be available in this game, their best safety. I think Devontae's going to absolutely eat. He's going to get the targets, especially if it's Brian Hoyer behind center. Mm-hmm. If you have to see Aiden O'Connell, he's going to be the safety valve in that game, in this game, I think. So Devontae, I'm guessing it's going to be probably six and a half to seven and a half receptions, even with a backup quarterback against this Bears defense. I'm going over. Like, we were worried about Minnesota's offense, and Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne both cleared their props against yep. that Chicago secondary. Bears are bad, dude. Bears are really bad defensively. One more, Cooper Cup against Pittsburgh. You think like Pittsburgh Steelers defense. The Pittsburgh Steelers defense is good when they're getting home on their pressure. When they're not, that secondary has been exposed. And Cooper Cup looks like Cooper Cup again. You know, I know that they still oh, have Puka he didn't miss and a 2-2. Beat. Dude, he's still such a great route runner. 
He's he's the man. And then uh, Tyreek Hill every single week, even against the Eagles. I like the Eagles in the game. I think the Eagles win. I think they bounce back. But I think Tyreek's going to eat every single week. And I don't even hate some uh, MVP futures. He's not going to win. It's a quarterback award. But if any non-quarterback does win, and let's say like Tua misses a couple games, we don't want to see that, and Mike White comes in, I still think he's going to put up monster numbers as long as he stays healthy. I mean, he's a cheat code out there right now. I keep waiting for like that year where maybe he loses a step, but then you remember he's out there like racing cheetahs and he runs like a four one forty and wants to be a porn star one day. <laughs> and I don't you know? blame him. Got to stay, got to stay in shape for that. Yeah. Got to stay fast. Yeah. Could we have because we do have some Packers props up? Your Green Bay Packers. One guy like bounce here. back for Jordan Love over two thirty one and a half against that Broncos defense. It's a low number. No, no, I can't do Not it with Jordan in. Love. I, I don't Would know you what go he is over two fifteen and a half for Russell Wilson? I would no, I wouldn't. I, and that's um, the thing. I wouldn't either. I, I feel like the Broncos are now completely spiraling at this point. I kind of like Jordan Love over two thirty one and a half, though. I feel like this is a spot. The Broncos are one of those defenses that's a slump buster. Yeah. Oh my God, Jordan Poole has twenty one points. He is cooking right now. <laughs> Get ready. Oh, they're gonna be bad, but he's gonna be fun to watch. So the props aren't up yet, but man, um. Javante Williams, I love against Green Bay. Uh-huh. It's I, I play the same props against the Packers every single week. It's opposing running backs. They're still you know, 28th or 29th, depending where you're looking against the run. Uh, DVOA almost dead last in the league once again this season. And then it's opposing tight ends. But I just I don't trust the tight end position so much in this spot, but I will probably look at uh, Javante props. Hoping we get a low total because it was 35.5 last week or two weeks ago with Javante when he came back. So hopefully we get a low number with him. Who I'm going to be looking at is Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones hasn't played since week one. Um, well, he played last week, but he didn't really get any touches. He didn't mm. get any touches until they were already down three scores in that game. <laughs> Which he only is your, had four carries. It's your favorite thing. That always makes you happy. So he said at practice today, this is the healthiest he's been all season long since you know suffering the injury week one. And this is a dream matchup against the Broncos. Problem is there's no props up. But I'll probably look at the receptions, and I'll even look at the rushing yards, maybe a little combination of the rushing receiving. He should have a monster game, and he's going to have to get the touches. This is a big week for the Packers, man. If they lose this game, probably not going over the win total, definitely not going to the playoffs because, like, the winnable games that I had circled, the Raiders, granted it's a road game on the uh, in primetime, and then this one against the It is the a road game on the road, too. Yeah, that, There's that also that. In primetime on Monday Night Football with the young quarterback. So, uh yeah, you got to get it done this week. Yeah, I think another one to keep an eye on, too, and these also aren't up, and I think it may we may have to wait till like, Friday for this at, at bare minimum. With Anthony Richardson, we mentioned it briefly at the top of the show, but with Anthony Richardson now done for the year, you got Jonathan Taylor back paid. I would expect those carries and that usage rate to go way up. The question becomes, and this is kind of a week, I would almost suggest staying away but watching and seeing what those roles look like. Do they alternate drives? Does it, they kind of ride with the hot hand at running back? You expect in the reports are Jonathan Taylor is going to get more carries. He better because you paid the guy. Like, it would be ridiculous if you paid the guy and then, I don't know, kind of like Brandon Cooks until last week. You bring somebody in and then you don't do anything with it. Like, you expect more from him. But what are we going to get in terms of Zach Moss versus uh, Jonathan Taylor in terms of carries? Now, again, score matters in that game. That's going to be a huge thing. But how often are we seeing? Because, I mean, at the beginning of this year, man, Zach Moss was really, I mean, he was a monster. 18 for 88. 30 for 122, 18 for 70, 23 for 165, and then against Jacksonville, just 7 for 21, and that was, of course, the game. We have Jonathan Taylor back in that. He had 8 carries for 19 yards after 6 for 18. So, like, you're slowly starting to see the workload go up a little bit. Do we see 
15 carries for Jonathan Taylor. I, like, you don't yeah. know. I wouldn't suggest necessarily betting that, but I would suggest keeping an eye on it because right now they're not going to know what to do with those props. Yeah, and it's a game where the total is like 40, so even if it's even if those runs aren't going anywhere, I mean, what else Especially can you Especially against really... that, that Browns defense. And that's you what know? I'm saying. Like, Are yeah. you going to drop Minshew? Granted, I mean, you're at home here at least, but are you going to drop him back 25, 30 times in this game against that pass rush? God, no. I, like the Browns, this game kind of uh, I've been going back and forth with this one because everything I know about betting tells me to take the Colts here at two and a half, and that's why the three's not being dealt here. But I like this Browns team, and I like this defense a lot. The only thing that scares you is P.J. Walker, obviously. You know, uh, could have turned the ball over a couple more times mm-hmm. in that game last week. You don't have Nick Chubb the rest of the way. I love Amari Cooper, but I don't know. I kind of like the Browns, anything under a field goal, but it just seems like a trap where I should take the Colts here. I like the Colts last week. I didn't mm-hmm. think there was a huge drop-off. From Minshew to Anthony Richardson, you know he's the better passer right now. Richardson, obviously, the better runner, but I don't know. It's kind of like a wait-and-see with this Colts team. I do like the Jonathan Taylor looks, though, man, because, like, last week that was just getting him kind of, like, up to speed with the offense. This yeah. week should be – he's at least getting 14 to 15 touches. Yeah, so that at this point now, too, you it's at least, again, I, I'm thinking, too, is that how low would you go before you don't take the under in that Browns-Colts game? It's at 40 right now. Like, I feel like I would go to, like, 38-and-a-half. The only thing that would scare me would be Minshew turning the ball over, like short fields, pick sixes, yeah. scooping scores, just because I don't really feel good about P.J. Walker or, or uh, Gardner Minshew against both opposing That's a P.J. Defenses. we don't trust, damn it. No, we, we trust We the trust glass, you, man, P.J., don't you worry. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay away from that one. Not a whole lot I want to do there. Yeah. The one that I keep, I keep looking at just staring me down mm-hmm. i said i'm staying away from this team the rest of the year what's it saying to you though patriots are eight at uh, eight and a <laughs> half do it. thank god there's not a 10 because i would have to do it right now it's just like season on the line said this last week i know one in five oh, at home in foxborough divisional matchup a team that you see twice every year can't do it you got the bills coming in eight and a half point favorites in a game where the total is only 41 the only like the, but the bills are beat up on the defensive side of the ball right now but i don't know that the patriots are mac the team jones that's can't be able finish to take games. advantage of that i know everybody man. hates him in the they building now apparently they don't have any receivers that could create separation like mike gasicki realistically might be your best option right now <laughs> which is definitely not saying much so yeah. i mean listen the patriots are as bad as they've been in two plus decades i get what you're saying and if there is a 10, like, I but honestly, it. it's still the, the the only issue here is that the Bills have had these really slow starts. So maybe what you do is you look at like a first quarter, you know, do we look at something? Let's see what the first quarter is. Uh, Bills minus one and a half. Nah, I'm good. on all Yeah. That. You know see, what I mean? So that like, could be one script to drive. They go down. Right. They go up three, nothing. And then that's it. So you're not going to have the Patriots. But like, that's the thing is the the Bills have had really slow starts. So you, that's the only place where I'd say, like, I could maybe justify kind of going in there and trying to find. I just, the Bills are a bit. Sometimes you just don't overthink it. Don't look at numbers. Don't look. Well, this, the history. T- no. Don't overthink Our, it. The Bills are a better team. Oh, yeah. The, the Patriots are a mess. This is not, as you would say, not your dad's Patriots. No, no. At not. all. Not your grandpa's Patriots. Neither one of them. Although your grandpa's Patriots. Maybe they are. They might be, yeah, that, Grandpa's that'd be like Patriots. Before Drew Bledsoe's time. They used to be pretty damn bad. Yeah. Would you rather next? It's Bet MGM tonight.